Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Numbers chapter 11 and uh, beginning at verse number 24. It states, So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him and took the spirit that was on him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened. Let me say you let me hear you say and it happened. When the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied And I would love it if that scripture stopped there. But it states, although they never did so again. But this is what I love about the Bible. Is that there's always somebody who's willing to go further in their relationship with God. There's always somebody who's willing to remain so that they could get something more. And it states in the next verse, but the two men had remained in the camp. The name was Eldad and the other was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed who had not gone out of the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And so Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. And then Moses said to him, Are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them and Moses returned to the camp he and the elders of Israel and for the next few moments tonight I want to preach to you those who remain those who remain Uh, in my shoulder over this in this graphic you can see this this wall this doorway and this is the ruins of Kurion It is a small kingdom in Cyprus. The land goes as far back as 1050 B.C., and the king who reigned here would have been Damasu of Curry from Nineveh. But these doors that you see were built to the city. They were built to withstand earthquakes that were known to happen in that area and terrible wind and rain. And when they built these, it is told to me that these doors were built to withstand even the elements of fire. And it would be later on in that great small city that there would be a fire that would break out and tear the city apart. But what was left standing were these two doors. You see, when they built the doors, they had the idea that they were built to represent more than just an entry and an exit, but they were built to represent the greatness of this small but great city. And we see that as the architects built this, they decided that here now in the year 2022, that these two doorways still remain. The city decided thousands of years ago that the doorways would represent their architectural ingenuity and the way that they could do something to last. And as we step into our walk in our relationship with God, perhaps 
we look at ourselves and we evaluate where we are and what we are building, is it built to remain? Is it built to last through the trials that life will bring us? Through the ups and through the downs and through the hurt and through the brokenness and through when people may be abusive to us or when things may happen in our lives that we can't control. But are we building something spiritually that can remain and withstand the trials of life? And as we look in our text chapter, we see this very powerful story unfold that Moses has gathered the 70 elders to come and to stand around the tent. And they probably lined against the walls. And when the Spirit of the Lord came down and down in the cloud and then spoke to Moses and then took some of that power of the Spirit that was on him and it was transferred to the 70 elders. What I find so amazing, and I'll stop and make a parenthetical statement here, is this. Is that the closer that you get to the leadership, or the closer that you get and more submitted that you get, the anointing begins to flow down, and there are certain blessings that come from being submitted to man or woman of God in, in charge of your life, or over your life, if you will. And let it be said that the church today understands that if we're going to remain, that there has to be a willingness to be submitted to spiritual authority because it's the spiritual authority in our lives that can look out and see things off in the distance that we may not be able to. The anointing flowed down. But when the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied. They could not prophesy and had not prophesied because the Spirit had never been on them, but the Spirit moved on them and they began to prophesy. Here is what this story is saying in 2022 language. They had rock and church, if you will. People were slain in the spirit. Lives were being changed and the word began to flow and everybody was loving it. And it sounds like a Sunday or a Wednesday here at the Life Church. And there were people worshiping. There were people experiencing God for the first time and experiencing the presence of God and people were doing great things and the praise team was rocking. Dr. and Sister Larmy were moving and doing great things through the music. This is what was happening here in Numbers. But whenever you think what great church looks like for you, that's what was happening. But then the end of the verse hits and it says, When the Spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. What made them stop, what made them realize, or I don't know what decided in their mind that this was enough or that I've been in the altar long enough or that I've had enough of God, that this encounter from God was great. I don't know, and the Bible doesn't tell us that. And in my mind, I wonder sometimes, and when I get to heaven, maybe I'll ask God about this, but was it a reason that they stopped? Was it a reason that they had had enough? I don't know, and I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying they did anything wrong. But in my mind, I would say that if this was the first move of God, that it had flown through Moses and we'd seen God do incredible things, I'd probably want to stay in that vein as long as I could. When the Spirit is flowing through the church and we see people being healed and we see people being filled with the Holy Ghost, I don't know about you, but I don't like leaving when that happens, when the Spirit is beginning to swirl and flow. I've become addicted to the presence of God so much that I want to be a part of it every single day that when I wake up, the first thing that I'm doing is thanking God for another day and saying, God, i got to get into your presence today. i got to do, I've got to see you today, God. 
Because when we remain in the presence of God, something supernatural begins to happen. And we begin to see things in the Spirit. We begin to experience things in the Spirit. And God was saying, listen, I I, I can pour my Spirit on anybody. But it's those who remain that something great happens. And I don't know, maybe it was the fact that there were fresh manna donuts that were outside. I don't know. Maybe there was fresh pot of coffee or maybe they had just found something awesome outside of the tent. I don't know why they left. Could it be that they were content and that they felt full and that they said, this is good enough for me? And again, I'm not here. I don't know. I don't know why that they left. I don't understand it. But I want to challenge our thinking tonight to understand that when we remain in the presence of God, there is where supernatural things begin to happen. When you remain in the presence of God and say, God, you get the spirit that I'm not leaving until you bless me. I'm not leaving until my life is changed. I'm not leaving until something happens. It's when we remain in the presence of God that the angelic begins to visit us. When we remain in the presence of God, we can begin to prophesy. We can begin to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. It's when we remain in the Spirit and remain and say, God, I'm not leaving, that our situations and our lives can be changed just like that. However, there were two guys that stayed behind. They weren't quite finished with the anointing. They weren't quite finished with prophesying. They remained in the camp. They remained there and they said, you know what? This altar and this presence and this spirit of God is something that I desire and it's something that I crave. Listen, I've been in church all my life and I know when the presence of God is moving, I know what it feels like, but I don't ever want to take it for granted because I want to feel it like it's fresh all over again every single time that the spirit is moving. I want to be able to stand there and say, God, I'm in all of your majesty I'm in all of who you are and this is the first time that Eldad it's the only time that Eldad and Medad are listed in the Bible but it's because they chose to remain in the presence of God and on a Wednesday night I'm reaching for somebody tonight that you may be wondering whether or not whether or not God's been hearing your prayers or whether or not this is really who you think God is trying to pour himself into you and I've come to tell somebody tonight that if you can remain in the altar you can see God in a whole new way if you can remain when the enemy is trying to pull you away and trying to rip you away God will pour himself out in a new and a miraculous way. They remained in the tent. They remained there at the altar. They weren't quite finished. These people, if we're talking in 2022 terms, these are the people that we don't understand why they worship the way that they do. These are the people that we don't understand why they're standing here and everybody else is looking around and doing something, but here they are with their face buried in the carpet or they're standing in their seats with their arms raised and we don't understand it sometimes. And just know that when you make a move for God to remain in his presence, there will always be people that don't understand why. It may be your closest friends, it may be your family. But when you make a move to remain in the presence of God, let me just tell you, God honors it every single time. And there is coming a day where when the church gets up out of here, there are going to be people that wish they remained in the presence of God. 
There are going to be people that wish that they had stayed behind with Eldad and Medad, but I've come to tell somebody tonight that if you can learn to remain in the presence of God when you are in the darkest valley and it seems like the enemy is right there on your toe, you'll still be able to shout. You'll still be able to dance because you said, I've been able to remain. I know that God is good, and I know that he's good in the bad times. He's good in the good times, but he's also right here with me in the valley because we know how to remain. And Eldad and Medad have this moment that I'm going to remain. What I love about it is that Eldad means God's love. His love was there for them when everybody else had left. But they stayed behind and God's love was there. They were literally, and the word, if you look this up, you can look it up, the word prophesy in this case, it means to have the breath or wind of heaven. The word prophesy just earlier when everybody was doing it is a different translation. But these two guys are standing here and it's as if they're receiving fresh manna or fresh bread or fresh breath from heaven as if God is speaking to them directly. When you remain in the altar and when we remain in our prayer life and when we remain in our walk with God, there won't be a day that goes by where we're sitting there wondering whether or not God loves us because we'll know that his love is instilled inside of our DNA. And when we need that fresh breath of heaven, it will come every single time. You may have to wait and you may wonder, but God's fresh breath will come at the great, at the right moment so that you can feel and move and operate as you need to. It was God's love that hung on a cross for you and for me. And as he stood there, as he hung there, he was still trying to reach for people saying, you can join me in paradise. And it's his love that in the worst of the moments that we can sit there because we've remained, because we've had a moment where we've said, God, I'm not leaving. And as Jesus was in there in Gethsemane, pouring great drops of blood, sitting there saying, if it's possible, God, I know that this is going to hurt. But he sat there and he said, I will do it. And as he hung there, he remained in the prayers that he prayed that moment that he knew he had to do this for you and for me. God's will was that we would partner with him because we've remained. The word that they received was a fresh word. It was fresh anointing. It was fresh. And hear me. If you are struggling to find direction or inspiration or to find the will of God for your life, perhaps it's time to remain just a little bit longer in the prayer closet. Perhaps it's a time to remain a little bit longer in the altar when the Spirit is moving. Because it may be in the altar that somebody walks up to you. They've been there already and they've got the fresh word from heaven that's going to radically transform your life. And they're able to speak a word into you and to radically alter where you're going in the future that you have. Let me tell somebody tonight that if you can learn to remain in the altar, you'll learn to remain when times are good and times are bad. When your family has disappointed you, when your friends are disappointing you, you'll learn to remain when the world is turned upside down and we don't know which way the world is going and it seems like it's getting more evil and evil every single day you'll be able to remain in spite of the fact that COVID tried to rip the church apart you can stand there and say I may not be in the building but I'm still a child of God and when all of the unrest and the turmoil is happening because you've remained God will honor your remain what I love about this story 2022 language is this, is 
the people see Eldad and Medad getting a blessing. I feel like those names come from Alabama. Eldad and Medad. <laughs> and they're getting a blessing. Here's what this looks like. If somebody's having intercessory prayer and they come to Bishop and say, somebody's really getting a touch from God. And are we expecting Bishop to say, go tell them to stop? No, no, no. Moses said, oh, no. I wish that everybody would prophesy. I wish that everybody would remain. I wish that everybody would get a walk with God and begin to pray like never before. I wish that everybody would have the Spirit of God on them is what he said. And I don't know about you, but if there is something out there that God is trying to do, I want to be a part of it. If the Spirit is moving, I want to be a part of it. If God has given out fresh word, I want to be a part of it. And so Moses, they tell him, and Moses says, don't be, don't be jealous for me. No, no. I would that everybody would prophesy. I would that everybody would experience God's presence. It was also Moses that when they came to him, he said, oh, that all would be priests. Everybody should be a priest. And here we are again confronted with the fact that there's always somebody that's willing to remain. And I don't know about you, Brother Stone King says it all the time, but if God is going to use anybody, it's got to be me. If he's going to partner with anybody, I want it to be me. Because I don't know about you, but the time that we live in, we've got to have fresh word from God. We've got to have fresh anointing from God. We've got to have God reach down and begin to speak to us. So Eldad and Medad stayed, and they remained. They were mocked. Even Joshua says, Moses, you've got to stop them. But Moses says, no, no. You let them get what they need from God. You want to know why Moses said this? You want to know why it's important that you remain? It's because there will be a time in your life where the enemy will try to do things and try to pull and try to place a trial in your life that will take the remaining spirit that you've got. There will be times where you'll be trying to lift your hands and worship and it feels like you can't even lift your hands because the enemy has taken everything from you. But it's in those moments that you've created at the altar in your prayer room or in your fasting life that you've learned to remain when times are good and when times are bad. You want to see God do great and mighty things. We want to experience the presence of God like never before in our lives and in our families. You learn to remain when the times are tough. We learn to remain and we learn to lift our hands when it takes everything inside of us and it sometimes feels as if it's pain to lift these hands. When we were in Florida at General Conference and my daughter, uh, Vienna, loves the idea of walking but after a long day she loves the idea of riding on my shoulders even more and while I love the idea of carrying her on my shoulders it is very hard to carry her on my shoulders for a long period of time I am uh, I'm not built like brother Travis over here who could probably shred his shirt if he deflects his mouth I'm not built like that 
Next strength is not my forte here. It's not what I'm good at. And as we were walking back one night, she was on my shoulders, and man, whoo, about halfway through, I said, Vienna, I said, you got to get off my shoulders. I said, I, I can't carry you anymore. She goes, Dad, she goes, just, just be stronger. <laughs> very common sense from a four-year-old, very, very wise knowledge there. And it's in those moments in our walk in our relationship with God where it feels as if we've got things on our shoulders or burdens that we've been carrying that we can't take another step. That if we continue on and, all, and as we were walking and as I did make it back to the hotel room just so everybody's clear as I'm here. I didn't break. But as I, every step became labored and every step became painful and in our walk and our relationship with God, there will be times where the enemy will place such a burden on you or such a trial in your life that every single step becomes labor. You used to be able to walk at a good pace, and when she first got on my shoulders, we were walking like this, but towards the further it got, it became a slower pace. Why? Because I was tired, I was weary. And there are moments in our walk and our relationship with God where we just get tired and we just get weary. And we've remained and we've done all we can and it feels like there's no hope for us. But I've come to tell somebody tonight. The unction of the Holy Ghost right now and I feel this. You've remained and the enemy has worn you down but you've remained. And I want to speak to somebody right now that if you just continue to remain, God's about to open doors in your life that the enemy will never be able to shut. The enemy has been speaking to some of you that maybe it would just be easier to not be as involved in the church or maybe it would just be easier to perhaps even walk. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now, and you just need to remain because I can assure you that God's about to do something, not only just in this service, but in your life, that if you can just remain, there's going to be those that look at you and say, I don't understand your worship. I don't understand your praise. I don't understand why you keep giving. I don't understand why you keep sacrificing, but you don't understand why I'm remaining. You don't understand why, because God was there for me in the good times, and he was there in the bad, and if I can remain just a little bit longer I feel my help coming on from the Lord and I've come to tell somebody tonight that if you can just remain just a little bit longer God is getting ready to open doors that no man can shut God's getting ready to open up the windows of heaven you've been sacrificing you've been giving and God's about to pour out a blessing that you cannot contain it's time for some of us to make it up in our mind that I'm staying just a little bit longer. I'm going to stay in the altar. I'm going to stay in the prayer room just a little bit longer because I want to feel the supernatural. There are those that are around you that question you. 
and they're wondering why you worship, why you do what you do. And I'm just telling you tonight to just remain. Just keep on doing it. Just keep on saying, I'm going to stand here and worship when my arms feel like they can. I'm going to dance when my legs hurt until my feet feel like they're ready to fall off. I'm going to pray until my knees, until the carpet is wore out. I will remain. just like the city that's over my shoulder. It's seen some tough times. We've seen some tough times. We've seen the fire. We've seen the wind. We've seen all these great things happen. And we wondered, how on earth am I going to keep doing? How on earth am I going to keep remaining? Let me just tell you right now that God is looking for somebody that he can partner with that's remained, that said, you know what, God, I'm going to stand when everybody else is falling and turn away. God, I'm going to stand when nobody else is doing it. I'm going to worship when nobody else is. Ha! Here's the crux of this tonight is this. Jesus tells the disciples, he says, I want you to stay in Jerusalem to remain until the promise comes. To them, they didn't know how long that might be. They didn't understand it. And they knew that they were, here's the crazy part about this. And Jesus told them to go ye into all the world and to change the world upside down. Turn it upside down by preaching the gospel. But wait. You think about that. This is the same disciples who saw Jesus die, raised from the the dead and do all these wonderful things. He raised people and and he did all these miracles and he tells them, you're going to go do all these things, but wait. I don't know about you, but I do not have patience, the spirit of that. I was not gifted that spirit, that, that wonderful spirit. I was gifted the impatient spirit. And when people tell me to wait, that is usually sign for it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. But Jesus tells them, he says, it's time to remain. Because what I'm going to do between now and Pentecost is I'm going to get you ready for what I'm about to pour out. And there are times that we remain. There are times that we sit there and we say, God, I don't understand it. I don't know why I'm here. But God, I'm just waiting for the promise here in my life. God, it may seem like there's a whole world that needs to be changed. And I don't get it, God. But I'm going to wait right here for the promise. And so the disciples wait. And then he fills them with the Holy Ghost. And we know the rest of the story. But what happened was when they remained, it brought forth the harvest. You want to see God do something supernatural in your life, you remain. You want to be able to walk into cities and to lay hands on the sick and to make disciples of all nations, you remain. Because what happened was something transpired in the spirit world. Listen, I am so thankful for all that God has done in years past. I'm thankful for every miracle, I'm thankful for every victory. And I'm thankful for every time that God has delivered. But I want to see the dead raised. I want to see the blinded eyes open. And you know how that happens? You know what happens is somebody that remains and says, God, if you're going to partner with anybody, it's got to be me, God. 
I'm not content to just hear the stories, but I want to be able to say, you know what, I want to partner with God so that I can see cancer disappear, so that I can see the miraculous. And it's not because I want to fill my ego. No, 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 no. I want to be able to sit there and be able to testify to the world. Let me tell you about this person who had cancer. And all of a sudden, the prayer of, pray, prayer of faith was prayed and the cancer disappeared. I can't explain it. But what I do know is that somebody remained. Somebody was willing to say, God, if you're going to do something, why not me and why not not now. I want to see God pour his spirit out in this city. And I want to see Arrowhead filled up one day with people that are desperate for the Holy Ghost like we do in third world countries. And I want to see it poured out. But what has to happen is we've got to remain. We've got to say, I don't care what the world is doing. I don't care what's popular in culture. But God, I will remain. As the musicians come tonight. I bring this message to a close here in the next few moments and I believe that there are those who are here tonight that you've been questioning and wondering and pondering how or what your future might look like or how, how can you continue because it feels like you've been oppressed and attacked at every single angle. But I just want to encourage somebody tonight that if you can remain Mountains can begin to move. If you can remain, you can speak to sickness and it will be cured. If you can remain, generational curses will be gone. And you can turn it into generational blessings. As we stand tonight, what I love about this story, and I've mentioned three things that I love, and this is the last one. This is that Eldad wasn't alone. And me, Dad, wasn't alone. They stayed together. One could have left, but they chose to stay together. I don't understand the dynamics of it. I don't understand why they did. <clears throat> I don't understand why, when everybody else left, these two remained. But I do know that there is a blessing in remaining. Because in the New Testament, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, Matthew 18, verse number 18, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. But verse number 19 states, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am in the midst of them. That word, in the midst of them, that phrase actually means I will remain among them. We may not understand God's plan for our life. We may not understand where we are or what we're going through. But there is power in unity and there is supernatural power in remaining. And as we get ready to open this altar tonight, I want to, again, as I said, encourage somebody that if you can just remain, man, on the other side of that is something special. See, as I walked in here tonight, I began to feel
the Spirit that there are those you're hurting and you're broken. But there are those of us that are just, we need a word from God tonight. And if you can remain, God's going to do great and mighty things. We're going to open this altar right now. And if you want to come and to pray and to remain, however that looks for you, but we're going to pray here together. We're going to start with a prayer and then as we're going to let God do what he wants to do in this place tonight. If perhaps you've been feeling a little, little overwhelmed and you want special prayer, you can come on up here and pastoral staff will pray for you. But I want to encourage somebody tonight that if you can remain, there's going to be supernatural blessing and windows that are open here tonight. Every hand lifted up all across this room right now. Let's just lift our voices right now. Lord, right now, God, you've seen everyone that is here. God, you know every single need. Lord, you see the hurting and you see the broken, God. And you see those that are wandering and just questioning everything, God. But Lord, right now, I pray that those, that spirit, that fresh breath from heaven would begin, that wind would blow through this house right now, God. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would do what only you can do, God, and go where only you can go. And God, as we come before you tonight, God, we're standing here with our arms outstretched, asking in the name of Jesus that you would meet us here tonight. As we lift our voices right now, if you would, I want you to just begin to cry out to the Lord right now. God is going to do great and mighty things here in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.